Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 179 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Witch Vomit with Purulent Burial Mound. That track is off of Abhorrent Rapture, their EP that they just dropped last week. It's available on 20 bucks spin. You can get it digitally for $5.55. Uh, five 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 no six 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 uh, for twenty bucks spin, or you can buy the vinyl in various different colors for various different prices, for various different reasons. You can have your own reason. You can buy it on CD too as well. It's available on literally every format except for tape. I see that that is gone, um, but anyway, these guys are from Portland, Oregon, killer death metal. Uh, I guess you would call them old school death metal. But I don't know where we have that cutoff. Like, is is old school death metal similar to classic rock? Like, are we always going to call stuff that sounds uh, that sounds like stuff from before retro, even though it's current? Uh, like, like, this isn't old school. It's new. It's brand new. But we're gonna still gonna, we're still going to call it old school death metal, I guess. I guess it's what it's what it sounds like. I don't know. I don't care. It can it can be whatever. It's good. That's all that matters. Uh, this thing uh, was recorded by Evan Mursky and mastered by Dan Randall with artwork by Matt Sticker, who did uh, who he's done stuff from like Power Trip, Outer Heaven. Um, yeah, anyway, it's a cool-looking record. Go pick it up. I know you want to. I'm sure 20 bucks spin sells out of everything immediately, as they should. They seem to only put out top-tier products over at 20 bucks spin. All right, moving on. On this episode, I've got an interview with Joe Nally of Urn out of London, England. Uh, we're talking about their new record, Serpent and Spirit, which just came out June 25th through Candlelight and Spine Farm Records. And uh, I think it's one of the strongest records of the year, uh, to date at least. And I think it will be on a lot of top 10 lists by the end of the year. So we're going to talk all about that. And uh, you know the deal by now. Check it! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Getting it out. Okay, so here we are. The end of June. That's always depressing to me. I feel like when we get towards the end of June, that summer's wrapping up. I know we got uh, we got more left than we that already passed, but still, it just feels that way. It feels like uh, one third of it is gone. And it makes me upset because uh, it's not like I have off or anything, you know. It's not like it's a summer vacation, but uh, man, it feels like it sometimes. And the weather is really hot right now, which is fine because I don't have to be out there except for when I choose to be. And lately, I've been choosing to be out there while running, and it's not going well. A couple of weeks ago, I was running um, between, let's say, 15 and 20 miles a week. Where then I got a little bit sick. I had the sniffles, let's say, and that messed me up. I missed I missed a couple of scheduled two. I missed two six-mile runs, and ever since then, uh, it's been terrible. I started walking during one run. Big, big, uh, big pause for dramatic effect. I've never walked during a run before. That's always been like the number one thing. Don't do it. That's when I started running. It was like, hey, you got to do this without walking. It has to be nonstop. You got to run through it. And suddenly, I started walking. I did it again today while I was running three miles at like one and a half. I started walking. Now, granted, it's like 90 degrees and it's way hotter and harder, but something has to be done. Somebody give me your tricks. Tell me how do I get out of this weird mental funk where I'm starting to walk in the middle of my runs. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I have no idea. And it's, it's pretty frustrating and it's pretty odd. 
And uh, you know what else is frustrating and odd? I think at the end of the last podcast, I mentioned something about how the Sixers were going to beat the Hawks, and they didn't. And now I'm sitting here watching a game three of the Hawks Bucks series, and it's one one. I hate this team. I hate the fucking Atlanta Hawks. I hate them. I hate them. And if you're a fan of them, that's fine. But I hate them. I hate Trey Young. He's a douchebag. Um, if he was on my team, I'd probably like him. Yeah, but he's not. So I hate him. Um, uh, ben Simmons ruined my life since the last time we did this. I can tell you that. Uh, I no longer love him. I wish him the best, but he needs to move out of my house immediately. I'm tired of him. For those of you who don't like basketball and don't care, that's fine. You're going to sit through this. We're going to make it. Um, yeah, it's going to be the Suns. The Suns were my childhood team. I love Charles Barkley, so it's okay. I'll go for the Suns from here on out. All right, are you good? Are we all caught up on basketball talk? Okay, good. I wanted to talk to you also about the pair of shorts I'm wearing today. I noticed today while driving down the road, I was sitting in the passenger seat like a real man while my wife drove. Um, I noticed my my shorts were, were the length they are, you know, which is like as I'm sitting, they only come up to like, come down to like a mid-thigh. And I thought, well, that's comfortable. I like that. That's nice and cool. And then I thought about how I would never would have been caught dead wearing these shorts for like almost all of my life until like the last five years. I thought I had to have like longer shorts. Uh, when I was a teenager, I thought they had to like come down past my knees when I was sitting down because I was a skater kid in the 90s, you know, and that, that carried over for way too long. Not too long ago, I wore uh, cargo shorts often, regularly, camo shorts even, uh, as embarrassing as that is. And uh, I did stop all that, so don't worry. But now I just think about how this is so much better. And uh, I'm glad I've crossed that bridge. And I'm glad I've really, like, like the like the David Hasselhoff shorts from Bay, Baywatch. I got to get some of those. Daisy Dukes, right? That's what they call them. I call them David Hasselhoffs. I want a pair of those. A couple. They, they look nice and comfortable. They don't need to be, like, uh, super red. Like, you know what they do. I do. I need a couple of... Uh, Red pairs of short shorts. Uh, it could get ugly, but that's what I need. It's it's where it begins. Okay, before I get to drag you too far into the mud on that one, let's talk about what's happening on this episode. As I said in the intro, there's an interview with Joe Nally. As I also mentioned on the interview, Joe plays in Urn, and their new record, Serpent and Spirit, is awesome. And rather than me go on and on about it, I'll let him do that. So let's play a song that we talk about a lot, and a song that I opened an episode uh, with earlier in the year this one is called the palace of devils and wolves and it's from serpent and spirit and then listen to the chat
Well, cheers for this anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, I don't know if it was you or who, uh, but I, but I uh, recently played uh, one of you guys' songs to open one of mm-hmm. my episodes. And uh, somebody, maybe it was you, commented about one of the other sing- singles you have out. But those were the only two songs I heard and my only familiarity with the band. So what I saw, uh, you guys were doing interviews, like, oh, shit, I want to get on this. And, and then right then I, I started listening to the record. And I love it, man. And, and like, I can see myself already getting, like, obsessed with it. Like, I'm a little annoyed that I hadn't checked out the whole thing earlier because I feel like, I want to go over the whole... Like, I've listened to it, like, all morning, right? But there's yeah. so much going on on it that, uh, that yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to actually listen to it. It's, it feels like one of those records that I'm really going to get into. So, uh, so yeah, I'm stoked to do this. It seems to be, so far, like... It's weird. I'd say the, um, the American guys we've been, that I've been speaking to, because I do all of our press, because the other two, they're not... <laughs> They don't, <laughs> it's not their favorite thing to do. Right. So um, they're like, like our guitarist, he gets a bit uh, like panic and our drummer's just not comfortable. <laughs> so I, I do, I mean, it, it's just easy this way. But all the sort of American stuff, like press, like we've had, and that be it um, people contacting us or um, messaging us or interviews, has been seems to be more on it than what I thought. I thought it would be the UK, obviously being a British band, right? But you guys seem to be, you guys seem to be big on it. Like, I mean, the, some of the stuff I had yesterday as well was like, this is going to be right up there at the end of the year, and I'm like, oh, we're tiny, yeah. yeah. So it kind of blows my mind. Like, we're just a tiny band who got lucky to sign to a, a good label and have a good agent and what have you, right? And. Uh, yeah, but like so far, the pre- the British side of it seems a bit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, it's, we're not cool, you know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. just guys who want to just write heavy metal, and we have like no gimmick, or you know, so we have nothing to go to go on. But um, I think in mainland as well, mainland Europe's all right. But yeah, I was really surprised that the American response has been really good. So hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, things well- go well. I, I got like I like I like I mentioned the, uh, what's the song the the Palace of Devils and Wolves, like uh-huh. that that one alone, like I heard Desolate Heart right, but then, and I thought it was good, but but I heard the Palace of Devils and Wolves, it was just like holy shit, like I don't know if maybe I paid more attention on that one, um, I don't know what it was, but it, it just grabbed me a whole bunch more, and and it was funny because. The way it was advertised is not really what I got out of it. Like that, like I said, like I mean, I, I hear parts of it, but I, I listened to it because it said Metallica, Alice in Chains, yeah. and I forget what else was the other with the other band. I'm like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and like I, I like all those bands. So then I listened to it, like that's not I'm not hearing any of that, but that's fine because what I heard I like, and and a lot of it is is, is really familiar. But done differently and packaged, mm. and yeah, it's 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 that's why I think it's pretty exciting. But where did this where did the band come from? I know this isn't your first record, so you've been around for a little bit. Yeah. Well, we had like um, we had an EP um, which we uh, we put out yeah, uh, two thousand eighteen. Um, but my myself and Angus, the guitarist, we were in a, a band before, which was um, signed to Century Media and more of like a hardcore kind of doomy thing and 
they weren't a band we formed it was a band we joined for like four years right and um it was just a band that i kind of liked it's not really what we grew up like grew up playing you know we were like you know like me, me, like megadeth metallica all you know the kind of classics sure um whoever and like we joined that band and um you know like we kind of left something that me and him and me and angus formed and i in a way i'm kind of gutted i did that that was you know it's kind of a shit move but i am um, so yeah we had this hardcore band called hang the bastard um <laughs> and uh that's that ended and kind of like me and like, angus like we're the best pals anyway and it's just like i want to do something else like but i just want i don't want to rush anything and i weren't kind of expecting i was expecting just like let's go and have some fun yeah. so the ep the ep sounds a lot different it's a lot more bluesy bass i guess a lot more a lot more swing to it um and it's really really simple it's really simple easy to get into music and um yeah so that come out yeah 2018 and we got rich in like we had a like a friend kind of jamming with us but you know he had commitments so yeah I put a text out to rich who I'd, I'd met touring like six years previously and um we kind of remained in contact and i always thought i'd, I'd love to be in a band with this guy just because yeah. Football, beer, metal. It was just like, yeah, that, that's, you know, he, he ticked the boxes. And, um, yeah, I, I was with Angus, and I was like, right, we need a drummer if there's one drummer you could have. And I know you see people who say it. I've just been watching this Anthrax do- um, documentary, and they were like, we needed a replacement for Joey Belladonna. It was the only bloke we wanted. And I was like, I don't know if they're lying, but <laughs> in Rich's case, we was the one guy, and I was with Angus at his house, and I was like, who would you want? And he'd be like, oh, Rich from blah, blah, blah. So I text Rich, and it was just like, I've been waiting. <laughs> so he'd been waiting, like, all these years. And um, honestly, I had to do, like, an interview earlier, and it was the biggest regret I that I had that I never got us three together earlier. Yeah. Because it's, it's the most I've enjoyed being in the band, the most I've been on the same level, and free people, Jesus, like stress-free. Sure, yeah. Being in the back with five people, there's five big personalities or whatnot, or but having three people who are all on the same wavelength, it. Oh, I do, wish I did this ten years ago. Do you think it's possible though that it works so well with just three people and just you three people because you've experienced all that other shit, like? You know what the pain in the ass it is to be with five other people, and now you just yeah. got three motherfuckers that are on the same page, and you yeah, know yeah. you know what you don't want, you know what you what you do want, and you know how to deal with each other. Because so oh. so maybe maybe if you look at it that way, like you had to go through these other steps to mm-hmm. to fully appreciate what you oh. have now. Yeah, totally. I think I think that is a, a certain thing. Like I've been in bands got with so many people and had like the all the ups and downs just when sure. i think things are about to like happen boom gone and um I've, we we've like, both been like me and rich have been through that and different levels because i've always been in the bands with angus me and angus yeah. have always been in the same bands so we kind of shared the same sort of path um and with like rich he was kind of packing it in doing like the drum thing he was just like i think he was yeah, kind of over it, you know. And then it was, he's grown up being a massive metalhead. His older brother's like taking him to Ozfest '96 when he was whatever, however old, and and he'd never like he'd been in kind of extreme bands and crust bands, but he'd never been in what he loved, and that's like 
a heavy band, a heavy metal band, you know. And so I think that kind of helps. And um, yeah, you you learn, you know, you learn. You be, you're around so many people, and you kind of like learn like the like the do's and like don'ts. And I'm fine with Angus. I could sit in a room with Angus for like 24 hours, and we wouldn't speak. <laughs> right. It would be the best day that we would have. You yeah, know? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just it's it's learning, and we've kind of got to that point, And I think. Yeah, you know, we're all at the same sort of age, and it helps for sure. Yeah, and I think the the thing that I've discovered from just doing a lot of these interviews, talking to a lot of people, is that it gets, it seems, it gets to be more fun after after you've tried and done some other things. Tried maybe not necessarily failed, but just when, mm. when your when your expectations kind of just change. It's like, well, fuck it, I, I want to do what I, what I like now. Yeah, 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 and that seems to be because 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 what's hard to it's hard to you know how we got to do subgenres of subgenres when we explain like heavy music. I can't do one for you guys. It's let's just say it's heavy metal because it's yeah, yeah. you hit so many different aspects of it. And was that kind of the intention when you formed the band? Just to this is we want to do everything that we like. Well, I think when we first formed, we had kind of a bit of a like I'm a like. In big into Finn Lizzy and had a bit of like a kind of a different approach of like Finn Lizzy with a splash of like Danzig and like you know a splash of Sabbath and a little bit of kind of like not really the early Metallica I'd say like the Black Album Metallica but things are a bit more stompy like there's there's no like double bass or yeah. anything and um but I think once we kind of got out of the system it's just like we're quite we'll that'll limit us what we can do like because our guitarist Angus is out of this world. Sure, like, I hear that. He's ruthlessly good. And I was like, and it's a purposely, like when you listen to the record, like it's the guitar is the leading point. Like I kind of sacrificed just playing real solid bass mm-hmm. just to, just to keep it, keep it all on the guitar. Do you know, he's, he's phenomenal on this album and rich to a certain degrees, like a certain degree. He, he's kind of done the same. Like He's kind of like played for the song. You know, you get, I've been in bands with drummers who try to write overwrite for the song, and it's just like, well, well, bring it in. You can have them moments when them moments are needed. So I think once we started putting like the ideas together for what we wanted this album to be, we knew it was going to be different from the EP. But the style of the EP, like I say, it's got a bit more swing behind it, and we started writing for the next album, and already there's there's a little bit of that coming back because it's such a fun style, but not we're not going to overdo it. It's just going to be something that we're going to bring back into the sound as well as probably like incorporate a lot more because we we are completely. I think you can tell the differences as well, and this might sound like I'm fucking blowing smoke. You get a lot of bands now who do this kind of crossover thing. Certainly over here, and the, the thing is like. You can tell the difference between kids who kind of grew up listening to a lot more hardcore music yeah. than metal music. Absolutely. So when you get, when you get hardcore kids making a death metal band, you can tell because the quality of playing isn't there. And there's a couple of bands like it over here that are, that are good, but it's a shame because there's some a mate. I've got like um, a friend who's in um, a death metal band. I think they're signed to like Prosthetic. I think it is um, called Ab- Abhorrent Decimation, and they've all grown up playing death metal since they were like. 12 like that whole decapitated thing that they are of of a level i think they got like number three in metal hammer album of the year i think they played one show since because (laughs) nothing went right Right. but they are they were they're like 
of a level so you can sort of see things so at the moment over in the uk it seems to be a lot of bands like yeah we're going to do a fresh like band and we're going to call ourselves i don't know fucking after like a slayer song or you know seasons in the abyss or something and you kind of listen to it and you're like it doesn't sound right because i guarantee (laughs) you probably weren't listening to this music and you can tell i i I find you can tell and it was funny i feel like on, on this album We've shown that the the whole album sounds like us. Yeah. But we pull from everything because we've grown up. Angus, he's called Angus after Angus Young. You know what I mean? It's right. like his dad from a young age, like big Filipino metalhead, rockhead, <laughs> like pushing it all on him. And um, same with Rich, like I say. So we kind of, when you grow up with it, it's ingrained with you. So when you go to play it, it's natural. But we're not trying to be like anything. Whereas I'd, I'd find it quite boring if I went, I want to do a band that just sounds like Slayer. I'd be like, oh, it'd kill me. Yeah. So that's what I think. Once we kind of started putting all our influences, and there's so much more. It doesn't even need to be, it doesn't need to be metal rock. Behind me, I've got a, po- a, a, a picture of Sam Cooke, who's like yeah. my favorite like, artist ever, you know? And it's just taking from everything you can to put it into, make, to make your band sound like how you how you want it i don't want to make a band just to sound like cannibal corpse or something right. <laughs> it's been done so um yeah sorry to kind of go off on one there but you know no 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 that's that's perfect i mean <laughs> but i but i totally echo the sentiment about hearing the proficiency between people who grew up listening or you know idolizing certain musicians because yeah. as, as somebody who who was re- really into hardcore for very many years? Like that's, you know, the limitations on that, you know, and, and part of the appeal of hardcore was always that you don't need to be good at playing yeah. music to do it. And then to suddenly say, okay, well, now we're going to start ripping solos. Like, well, we can yeah. kind of see you taking a pretty basic, but uh, but yeah, but there are a lot yeah. of bands doing doing that style now. Yeah, there is. I mean, I say when I was I was in a band called Hang the Bastard, and like they did, did the kind of crossover thing, but like years ago. And when I joined them, it was a bit more, be kind of bit bit more sludgy and doomy. And like to be fair, none of us were like the greatest musicians. Like we had Angus as our lead guitarist, who was fine. Me and the drummer just just went for it. But the guitarist, a guy called Sam. Like he's one of them guys who had like that tone in his hand. He didn't. Yeah. It just turned everything up. And I'd be like, "How the fuck is he doing it?" <laughs> he had like only four strings. I don't even think they were the four strings. They were all over the place. And he would just play. And I'd be like, "Wow!" Like fucking hell. Never. Only other person I, I've sat and kind of watched, kind of just go, "Yeah, that'll do." I was <laughs> at a show with Crowbar, and guess what? Kirk was like, "Uh, yeah." Yeah, that sounds like the best tone ever. I might have fucking does as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah, with Earn though, like we've kind of gone back to what what we grew up doing. Like, you know, when we went to to start this album, it was like, okay, I haven't played metal metal for like five years. I've been listening to it the whole time, but I've not been taking it all in. I've not been getting into that mindset. Yeah. So that's definitely something we've done on this. Get got back into that mindset to write that sort of music. And I've touched on this in like the press sort of release that when I was younger, I'd go to a place, a CD shop, I'd bunk off school, get your money that you saved and go and buy a CD. It could be, 
you've heard someone's older brother go, oh, there's this band like whoever, Exodus, they're really fucking good. And you would go and try and find an Exodus album yeah. and you'd be like, oh, Exodus, walk out, it's Bob Marley Exodus or something. But no, <laughs> you'd, still like, you'd be like, yes, I've got an Exodus album. And it would be buzzing. You'd go home and I'd play it all fucking night. I'd be so buzzing. I still do it. I've just got a new Overkill album and I still do it to this day. I still get fucking buzzed about just going to like listen to to that sort of stuff so it's just trying to get into that mindset of being excited about heavy metal but I, when i was younger and i'd be like it was all it was all completely brand new and yeah and hopefully some young guys pick this up and go fucking hell this is weird you know it'd be, that'd be kind of cool yeah it's you know i do think it's a bit of a shame that people don't well these younger people don't get to experience that the same way anymore especially yeah. buying buying shit without hearing it like I mean, mm. people of a certain age, our age, it seems, especially, we're like the last ones that got to do it. Like where you would, yeah. you go to this, you go buy a CD based on the cover or based on you saw it in a thanks list, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, sometimes it sucked, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, that, yeah. yeah but but it, I but it was stitched up badly. There's a place, a place called CD Warehouse, and you could buy a brand new album for like a tenner. Or you could get kind of like two second-hand ones for like five pound each. Yeah. And I just bought Ride the Lightning. Like at my old school, we used to finish at eleven o'clock in the morning on a Friday, and I fucking run down there. I got Ride the Lightning, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That is it. The best <laughs> thing ever. And back then, I, like we didn't. My family didn't have a computer or anything at that point. And um, I went in the next week, and I was just like, I grabbed. A Testament Best Of, which I've only ever seen once, apart from online. I've only ever seen it once. It's like a grey cover with some geezer standing there. And I went to the guy, like, what should I get? What should be the next Metallica album? Bear in mind, it was second hand. And he went, this is the one you want. And I got home, and I was like, yeah, sick, yeah, buzzing. He gave me Reload. And it's the shittest <laughs> album, apart from St. Anger. And I was so gutted. I was just like, yeah, I can't even remember what song starts it. And I was just like, oh, my God, is this, is this, a, is this that band? Yeah, and I had to go to think, James Hetfield, James Hetfield, oh, Jason Newstead, Cliff Burton. Oh my God, it's the wrong band, but no, of course, different <laughs> bass players. But I was like, fucking gutted. But yeah, you take the risk. That's the best thing when you're growing up. You just instead of just going on Spotify. Yeah, you have yeah. To and and I, I I love Spotify. Don't get me wrong, I do. That, to me, that is like I've signed up for Spotify back back when it was like fucking brand new. And I have no no buyer's remorse for it. I use it every single day. I understand the problems with it. They mm. they don't affect me because I'm not a musician. But um, but what I what I talk about all the time is that I still listen to albums. I still want to listen to the whole thing. And mm -hmm. uh, and that's not the way people that's not the way people consume music anymore. It's playlists. It's random songs. And that's a little frustrating for me because it's like 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 earn like. Once I heard, uh, like I said, the Palace of Devils and Wolves, then I wanted to hear the whole thing. Like I want to hear how it fits with the whole thing. And like today, like I tell you this morning, I just been listening to it over and over. By the way, it's a long record, and, yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. there's a one, but but it's but it's good. It's so good, and there's just so many so many different riffs in there. Um, I'm getting way off track, but like I was just thinking the the one uh, what's the track Memorial? It's like the third song on there, maybe. Yeah. The Oh, yeah. It's just got so many different th things you know, th that remind me of like great thrash records, 
and yeah. which is cool being that it's not entirely a thrash album you know it's just no, no, no. There's, there's so much cool stuff in here and um being that this record as i understand is i don't think we mentioned serpent and spirit it's called right yeah. um it's kind of a concept record right you got yeah, something yeah. going on here but it sounds like it's a little bit of a complicated concept record what's what's going on um yeah like basically i mean it's hard trying to like find like lyrics to like write i, I always find it hard and I need, and I was kind of struggling at a point, and but it was like I'd say about three three years ago, um, and like the press release, like I put, I had like a, a bit of a bad patch, and I've never had that. Like to be fair, like I've never had that in like my life where I'm like I ain't feeling, I ain't feeling right. I had, I had something that I, I I thought I had something wrong with me, and I didn't do anything. I can like convinced myself i was just like i've convinced myself that i was in a bad way and then it, before i knew it i was just stressed out with everything and um it's just do you know what like let's say it was two months and i think fucking hell like people go through shit for the fucking years and i i'd ne- i'd hope to never like have to go through that and like it's like you know, you see so much, and obviously everywhere today, how much people get like struggle with anxiety, stress, depression, whatnot. And I was just like, God, I just I, I made myself stressed and like over something that all it, all it took was a friend of mine to sit sit me down. We went out one night, and I was just not I weren't I just weren't right. And he was like, What's the problem? And I tried like I sort of explained, and he was like, Well, why haven't you gone and got to sort it out? And my friend's a police officer, and he was like, He was telling me off like a kid. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't fucking not back off, mate. And he, but he got his point across. So the next day, you know, I went and did what I had to do, went and got sorted, went and got sorted, whatnot, and everything was fine. And I felt the, the, the high of just being like, what have I done? Why have I made myself feel shit for two months? Right. All I've done was call, made a call, go and see whoever I need to see, to just go, you know, everything's fine, this is the issue, blah, blah, blah. And... I was fine. I was like, fuck it. I felt amazing. I was like levitating down the street. I was like, this is... And then <laughs> I kind of just grew on that two months. So I kind of made a story out about, you know, putting it as someone putting themselves in a state and having the, like the good and the evil. But the, the, the evil is obviously the self-doubt and it creeps in, it takes over. And it's that little glimmer of like hope, which is the other side. So I kind of made that happen. But this person, this probably might be spoke about actually but that person where the 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 kind of i say just the evil side just to make it easier that person then gets dragged into a world and this world's quite desolate it's um a way i've sort of explained it is i'm massively into like old western films and know the plains where it's just like desert dry there's nothing around and it's almost like that sort of world but in the in that world there's just one palace and it's it's, it's ruled by uh a load of like devils who try to entice you to their world and their world is the end yeah they they try to sell it that this world is going to make you live forever and be this massive powerful thing in reality it's not it's the end and there's still that glimmer of hope that i need to get out of this and this kind of story is trying to make that change before things are too late trying to hopefully fingers crossed trying to do it before it's too late but the concept instead of just writing it all in one line I've made it like, the, I wanted to make it like the film, like Memento, where it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. 
So like when you're watching that film, you're like, oh, this is the end. Oh no, it's not. It's the start. And then it would go to something else. So I kind of wanted to make things like a bit more interesting. And I don't want to give away too much of the lyrics. So in the book, in the booklet, in the album, we only give away a paragraph per song. And it's a paragraph that I probably think is the best lyrics. Other people probably say it's shit. But for me, it's the, it's the best bit. But I don't want to give everything away. I don't want to give that little part of my life away. I'm sure people will be able to figure it out, you know, and hear it. But yeah, it's just, it was just something like that. It's just, yeah, like I say, uh, having, uh, building yourself up with so much self-doubt. And then it just creeps in. Serpent and Spirit is, is that the start of the self-doubt coming in. And yeah, and I, I think you could probably tell Memorial, and you know, is probably the final track if you put it into correct order. I've right. got it on my phone, what the correct order is, and maybe one day someone will go, I think this is the order the album's meant to go in. <laughs> I will never say otherwise, you know. I'll like, oh, yeah. send them like an email and a t shirt or something. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just, it was just kind of make something, just making a story out of something like it's just a brief period of of, uh, of life and um like i say it was just it was something so for such a short time and i know you know i've got i've got friends who have like had really bad times you know and i've got pair like friends parents who've had had struggled with things for 30 odd years and what have you and i just thought for that two months i was just like no way so if i ever do have issues again i speak to the guys in the band now like oh just be like i don't know and just get it off your chest or something and um yeah like i say i'm I'm glad i got it i'm glad i went to doctors i'm glad i spoke to who i needed to speak to i'm glad i went and done all this before it's too late because i was just what i was just putting myself into a spiral yeah yeah yeah. i went to a friend like i say thank god he was a police officer because i was like (laughs) otherwise i probably would have been up jog on mate like (laughs) but um yeah so that that's that is it really you know well, that's cool, and it's, it's an interesting way to do it, and uh, I'm f- totally familiar with the thought process you were talking about, which you were experienced. Um, I read that, well, I, I do similar things, have done similar things, and I read a while ago, I remember reading a book, it was just a footnote in a book that I was reading, and it called that feeling, those thoughts like you were talking, called it effective forecasting, and it was just about how you make the experience you make the thought, the like the, the anticipation of the experience worse than the experience could ever actually be, and then you just and then but you don't you just don't go through with it and you just let it be a weight that fucks you up yeah. the entire time and then but then like you said you finally just go oh why why didn't and then you just take care of it and it's done and it it, it just doesn't even doesn't even come close to the anguish that it caused you yeah <laughs> you know, yeah I say to, I mean when I think about it, I'm like oh what. But now it's just like, you know, if I ever do have any issues or whatnot, I can just be, I'll just be like, right, okay, this is the situation. And just, just like say, speak about it more than just be like, kind of doing, I guess that thing of, oh, you know, like manly, manly, I can't talk about it. And then realize actually, the more I've spoken about it to my friends, the more my mates are like, yeah, no, no. It's always good to get stuff off your chest. Right. I was like, oh, "Are we doing that?" Do you know that it's me trying to get into that? You know, trying to, you know, trying to probably still grow up. You know, right? So, right. Well, it's interesting though that that you know we talk about it like that, but that, but then also it's in this record, but it's not. 
but it's not yeah. quite. It's still yeah. like, oh, you got to figure yeah. it out. Here, I'm not going to give it all to you. That's that's yeah. that's yeah. funny. Um, so so with with the release of Serpent of Spirit, it looks like it's kind of working out. The release date's kind of working out for you here, where everything's seems to be coming back to normal. I don't know exactly what you guys are doing over there, but here it's, I mean, yeah. I think we're out of it. I don't know. Um, but what kind of expectations do you have for the record at this point? Because for the last year when I've been talking to people, it's just been, well, I guess it's just, I don't know, it's exciting for people to hear it. But now it looks like you have the opportunity to, to support it. Yeah. So yeah. what are you guys going to do? I mean, the killer is like, we're meant to be doing a short run of dates in July, um, which are, some of them happen to be cancelled, some we're going to postpone, purely because we've got another big tour coming up a bit later on. Um, that kind of means we have to kind of cut back some of the shows just because you don't want our sales interfering, yeah. all, all that yeah. thing. But our first show back is actually a festival, so that'd be something that I'm going to obviously have a fucking meltdown at, like a <laughs> festival with a uh, fucking headline by like Judas Priest, and it's like, yeah, God. you know what? That's the first. That's the the only tickets I've bought so far is Judas Priest tickets. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, I've got a guy. I did an interview with yesterday, um, young American guy. He he. That's the first. That's the only ones he's got as well. <laughs> um, I don't know when it is when it's happening, but yeah, no, he's um. He's like deadly, like psyched about it. <laughs> but yeah, it's so. I mean, the expectation is like, do you know what? Like, it's things happen really quick because, like, six months ago, like we weren't assigned band, you know. And it yeah. was like we did an album, and we knew we had something good, but maybe I don't know. I don't. I still don't know if we realize how good it's, it is because of the response we're getting from people. Um, because we've had it for so long, and I'm right. like, oh, so if people are in it for the first time are like, fuck. Um, so, like, I'm just, you know, it's that thing. I just hope people listen to it, give it time, because I know it's a long album, but I don't think it's a long album that does the same thing over and over. We offer yeah. something new and exciting at every turn, every track, every minute. And um, I just want people to enjoy it, and I, it would be. You know, it'd be great if we can get out and do more shows and whatnot, but it, it'd just be great if, if it does well enough that we get the opportunity to do an, a one, another one at a bigger scale. I mean, you know, we, we've got a, a contract, um, so there will be another one, but right. hopefully things go well where we can put more money into it and do more things and make more like things more interesting. And um, hopefully, like... Hopefully things like that do happen, and um, it, it just hope it catches on. You don't want to put an album out and no one gives us a shit. So the fact that like our pre-sales are doing really well, it's nice to see that. Oh my god, people are interested, but we're still a tiny band, and that's the thing that I think we're uh, as a as a band trying to get our heads around is we are we are a small band. We're def- we're the smallest band on the record label. We're the smallest band I think on that our booking agency has. But they've seen this potential, so that's why they jumped on us. Everyone else, like I'm looking at some bands, they have like ninety thousand people on Instagram after a year, and we're like five hundred and ten, <laughs> you know. And it's just like, oh, every time we get an extra like ten, it's like yes. Yeah. But it's um, so there's obviously like people have jumped on there quick because they, 
you know, they clearly do see a potential. So it's um I'm you know, I'm still trying to like get my head around it all because like I say, we're not we're not a massive band or anything, but with every you know, people we're speaking to reviews and things we're seeing and people on Twitter who have got the album to review, it's the response I'm like, it's what people are saying, it's like, I thought it'd just be a good album, but you know, I've had people telling me this could be the album. This yeah. could be the one of the year. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, take a pinch of salt because right. you're mental. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. like, but I, you know, the interviews I had yesterday, like, some of the guys were like, I can't wait to see where this is going to stack up at the end of the year. And I'm like, probably nowhere. <laughs> like, because <laughs> we're still just, which is quite normal, you know. We don't quite un- we don't quite understand that side of it yet. But look, if as long as people listen to it, enjoy it, even if it's one person, ten people, thousand people, a million people, as long as the people who do listen to it enjoy it, that means that means something to me. So that's kind of like the first goal to get right. people to enjoy. Well, I'm clearly you've already you've already done that because myself and yeah. the people you've heard from. Uh, enjoy it quite a bit, and I, I totally agree that it could end up on those album album of the year list for sure. And and I mean, yeah, you're you're having the right reaction to it, <laughs> you know. If you were yeah. like, yeah, I know, We'd be like go, go fuck yourself, man. I don't like it at all. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, the modesty goes a long way, but uh, but it's but you mentioned like the record labels, if it's Candlelight and Spine Farm, that that's not those aren't small labels, like you said. Those are those are big. I mean. Maybe even bigger over there. I don't know. What, how, does bigger, that, yeah. how does that work? How does it work, by the way? Is, is Spine Farm American and Candlelight Europe? What's well, no, the... we, you know, I, I wish I bloody knew, but we are. <laughs> so we are not Candlelight, but the whole team and everything around it who don't do everything else is all Spine Farm. So we kind okay. of get to, to use what they have. So it's, it's Candlelight. With Spine Farm, with Universal, right. so, uh, <laughs> and it's probably someone else like Don Corleone flipping owns it all, you know. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, but that's the kind of breakdown. But um, yeah, we are Candlelight, but it's you know it's Candlelight. It's, it's a weird like when speaking to the guys to to sign us. It was like in the nineties and the first part of like two thousands. They had the bands, you know. Yeah. They had so many great bands over here, and then it kind of died off for a little bit. And now they're trying to like let's you know let's get back to where we should be and um, being this kind of iconic label had like cradle of filthy years opeth opeth yeah that's that's the yeah, big one like, for me yeah totally yeah. and like like emperor and all, all these kind of classic bands and you know in spine farm like some of the spine farm bands are like ginormous yeah yeah like, and there, that's several different genres too they kind of they, they go all over the place yeah, 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 totally. I mean, funny enough, so do we. So we can right, call yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the goal. But um, yeah, it's, uh, honestly, like it was so weird. Like I got, I think I got the first mix. So we got it mixed and mastered by Chris Fielding, who's in a band called Conan, and it. I was just like, yeah, this sounds amazing, and um, and I posted like a little picture of us in the studio, going, oh, I've got the the mix back, and it sounds great. And then Darren from Candlelight Spine Farm was like, let me hear it. And I was like, I'll send you a track. Send you a track. And I was like, what do I send him? Like, <laughs> like do we send him, do we be like, here's the longest song, here's what we think's the best song. And we did. We sent him Desolate Heart, which we thought was the best song. And that song's maybe eight and a half minutes. And I think I got a call back 
five minutes later and hadn't right. even finished the song going, yeah, I want this. Let's have a meeting. And I was like, that's, that's, that's mad. <laughs> like, guys, I think Darren's pissed. He's fucking, you never guess what he reckons. And um, so, yeah, it kind of started going from there. And before I knew it, I was like in a call with like him and this lady, Joan, who like lives in New York. And all these things were coming at me. And I'm like, I'm in my, I'm at work. I'm in my suit. And I'm like, I have, yeah, yeah. And there's words being chucked around that I've never heard, like long words. And I'm like, yeah, no, I thought that. So, like, it, it kind of was like blowing our mind, and um, it was, you know, it kind of, I, you know, I don't really know how to say it. Like, I did think we would be able to put this out on a label, but I, we weren't. I don't think we thought at that level, you know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, when things started to happen, and I was just like, and then they sent over the contract. I was like, this is. It's not even Christmas yet. I was like, we've only just finished the album. But like through Darren's beef, like one of the first things was it needed to be remastered. It needed to kind of come up a bit. And Chris is a, an engineer producer. Like he does a mastering job, but there was more space. And he was like, oh, Jens Bogren, who does Opeth, Sepultura. Like yeah. he's done like the last 20 years, he's done some of the greatest albums. He was like, here, master it for you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Of course, it. Of course, Jens will, right. and he says like, he will, and I was like, of course he will, and he did. <laughs> I was cracking up, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, shit, and um, yeah, so yeah, it was mad. I got, you know, they, they sent the contract through, and I got one of the. Um, I work in a law firm, so I got like one of the lawyers in that field to like look over it, and That's she's convenient. like, one of my pals. yeah, and yeah. she's like, one of my pals, I'll do it for you. And she called me up and she was like, this is legitimate. Like, and I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, I thought it was going to be like my little band thing. And I was just like, no. Nah. And she was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, do I have to pay you? And she's like, no, you're my friend. And I was like, <laughs> so she, she yelled. And yeah, and then six months later, now we're a week away from releasing this album. And I texted the guys earlier. I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe he's here. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's like, we're going out tomorrow night, having a meal tomorrow night, um, just to kind of celebrate, just to be like, you know, fucking, I you can't believe it. it. Yeah. Is, is there any... Tell, we're pretty humble guys, so right. it's all kind of like... Is there any delays in getting this out physically? I know it's been a problem for everybody. Is uh, With the official date being the 25th, is it all? Is it actually going to be available? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's It's all everything's gone right I know the, I'm getting my copies tomorrow we're signing all copies tomorrow I'll be sending out our pre-orders the label is sending out all of that stuff and everything's gone really smooth and and I was thinking about this yesterday there's nothing there was one little thing we had to change in the booklet which we've changed in the vinyl we haven't been able to change in the CD yet and something to we had like um, a, a person as a part of our team and it ended yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to say so that name's gotta go right but um, but you know everything's been really really smooth um really good you know i just don't want to get like jinx it and you know <laughs> the, the album comes out i think it's going to be a grower do you know the thing is like there's these albums that come out now and for two weeks on twitter and instagram yeah. everyone's posting about this is the album if i can don't hear from it you know a couple of times a year there's that one album that has that sticking power that you keep seeing. 
But I think Harman's going to be a slow build-up. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a reasonable expectation, being that you're relatively new, and mm. and and where you're at, you know, as far as labels and yeah, mm. I, I, I see I see it the same way. But that's to me that's that's kind of better because mm. well, halfway through the year you might have been safe, but you know how sometimes you get a you get a killer record in February, and then by mm. the end of the year when it comes time for everybody to comment on it and make you know make judgments. Yeah. It kind of gets forgotten about. And no, by no fault of its own. It's just there's so music. There's so much music these days. You know, yeah, today totally. every Friday today I go and I, I, I go on Spotify and I make I pull, drag albums onto my homepage and I mm-hmm. on my phone and I go through these albums all week long, They're just front to back. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard. It's hard to make one stick, but I feel like this one will do it. I hope so. Like I'm, I've. I'd got like someone asked me a question yesterday. My only thing is, and I need to get better at doing it. Like I'm a bit out of touch with newer stuff. Yeah. Because I, I'm more into like I guess now, like I like kind of like classic. You know, I like kind of classic rock. And there's a couple of bands like who do it like really good now and whatnot. Sure. And yeah. I'm like, I'm more into like my kind of soul singers as well. Yeah, somebody asked me yesterday, like, what sort of upcoming like, metal bands are you listening to? And I was like, fuck. I, <laughs> I'm not. And, I was like, and this is, our drummer always jokes, he goes, if we ever get asked that in an interview, just take a step back. Because I, I listen, I mean, I'm trying to think what I've got. I've been listening to a lot of Survivor, the 80s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Isle of Tiger. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isle of Tiger. But that, the, the stuff after that, they've got a guy called Jimmy Jameson who did the Baywatch theme. And his voice is it sounds like it's kind of Steve Perry and I've been listening to a lot of that a lot of Overkill so you know yeah. even though they're not new they metal and um, I kind of like so yeah yesterday I asked me this question and I was like oh fuck and I was like there's one band that we play with a lot a band called Mountain Caller which is an instrumental free piece they are seriously fucking good yeah. their production is so good and they're like the sweetest people. So a band called Mountain Caller are, are like, seriously, no. we play with them all the time. It's just like, oh, we've got this show. Can you get Mountain Caller on it? And then they're doing really well, actually. They're doing really, really well. So definitely check them out if you ever kind of want to listen to like some instrumental kind of proggy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Which just sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's one thing I need to kind of get better at. I need to, once show's open, I'll be, I'll be listening yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe. Had a back of phones listening to like, yeah, <laughs> Burning Heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, what, what else? Anything else we need to cover? Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. The uh, I saw the, the 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 making of the album was affected a bit by COVID. Was there mm. was there anything that was that you would consider a positive impact of? the coronavirus thing on your band specifically yeah i know it's going to sound and it you know there's not been obviously as we know like trying to pull a positive from what's been a really fucking mad situation is hard the one kind of positive it it enabled us to go and record this album um kind of save some days holiday you know and take work laptops and whatnot and it let us kind of get I mean I've been working from home but I also do all the band kind of stuff so it kind of let let us get everything put in place 
and that gave us time to really get everything, all all little details put in place. And whereas if we were working in London still and whatnot, we it would probably been a slower process. But working at home, it really, really did help us like build it all. Um, not musically, but everything that kind of goes on with it. Yeah. And yeah, and the, we had to go into Wales to record, and Wales went into a, a complete lockdown. Like if you were driving, and the police put you know were stopping you at breaks <laughs> in the road. So we had to go in at night up, up to come down. Instead of going through the main motorways, we had to go down all these little ways. And we were driving, and it said police up ahead on this sign, police to checks up ahead. And I was like, we're like half an hour away. And I was like, I can't believe it. And there was no one. But my heart was, <laughs> fuck it, my heart, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like head out the window trying to, and um, there was no one. And I was like, we're almost there. And we're driving. And then we turn in the road and it's like a flock of sheep. And I was like, I can't believe it. I can't. And Wales is notorious for its amount of sheep that it has. <laughs> And there in the middle of the road, the sheep, and it's like, what do we do? And like, Rich was slowly trying to drive, and one of them was like, it, it was hard. I felt really bad. There's a video of me just going, like, I feel fucking awful. And we're like, I don't know what to do. And we had to kind of get them out of the way. And it was in this beautiful place in the middle of Wales where there's just fields and animals running around and all this amazing stuff. So, yeah, COVID did like let us focus on the album and yeah. it did let us go and record it. Um, and save some much needed time, um, holiday time, and like to kind of do personal stuff, which in the end, because we went into another lockdown straight afterwards, it kind of made no difference. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's no, that's great. And I mean, I know for me, I, I'm not shy about saying it at this point, but this whole thing has actually benefited me in several ways. I know it's been awful for the most part, but personally, I just have to be honest and say it's. It's been okay for me. And I know that's got to be the case for other people. And I see, uh, I can see how there could have been positive impacts for bands. Mm, yeah. I mean, the band stuff aside, there's been some positives financially, um, you know, but I've been able to carry on working at home. And my, my, the firm I work for have been incredible. Like, right. like I can't this. believe yeah. yeah, it's like, and I've got some mates who it's far from that. Yeah. And I've come through this period with like fucking like two pay rises, like four bonuses. And I'm like, how? I'm just sat at home, right? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, so financially, there's been positives. Um, and you know, being able to. I've recently moved out of London and kind of being able to, in the summer, last summer, spend a bit more time trying to get to know the area. And we had really like no COVID cases down here for like four or five months. Yeah. So things weren't, weren't normal, but it weren't as bad as other places had it where you'd watch on the news and it would look so bleak. Right. And it was just like, you know, I'd get up, I'd go to the beach. I was like, this is about, I'm, I'm up for this. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is great. But then October, after I come back after the album, it came, it, it got as bad as everywhere else. Yeah. And that was a bit of a shock to me because I, I was like living in a fantasy land, like an idiot. I was just like completely violated on thing. Then when it all of a sudden happened and then I know, I know it affected some people that I knew, like partners passing away and leaving kids behind. I was just like, what the fuck? Right. And yeah, for the next five months, I was, I was just sad. 
that was it was really it was miserable over here and it was just it's everything felt really really just on top i just felt sad and i went and bought a, i got a cat i went and got a kitten to cheer me up <laughs> so yeah, i got otis the kitten and um yeah like but yeah there's some been some some like perks i guess with it but then there's nothing better i guess kind of like I'd love to go out after work and see pals and let, let's go and have a beer and just have a laugh. Right. Yeah, I can't. I'm looking forward just to being able to do like to do that. Like, yeah, you guys around? Yeah, let's just go and right. just something nice. Let's go to a gig and you see people that you haven't seen. Like, you know, things like that. You obviously miss massively. Yeah. Well, like I said, it looks like we're. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know about you guys, but over here, it looks like we're on the end of it. So. Hopefully, yeah. you get to do that, and, and uh, I mean, hopefully, this is just a a good season for you in general with the release of this record, uh, "Summertime," and yeah. uh, and and all the good things to come with this. You got that tour coming up. Let's go over the basic shit here again before we end it. The band is Earn. I don't know. I don't even know how many times we've said the name of your band. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> hardly I have to say Earn, and so in Europe. That's spelled the, how we say urn, no, like the old Paul Bearer classic Undertaker urn. Yeah. So that's how it's spelled in Europe. So urna, right, or whatever, however pronunciations go difference between. But that's the spelling for a lot of parts of Europe. In the UK, it looks like urine, right? <laughs> so if you have a quick glance, yeah. you think that band's named themselves after piss, <laughs> or, or if you've had a beer. And you know, it kills me. It fucking kills me. Um, every time there's like a post, like a like an advert, blokes go, "Oh, does has anyone told you it looks like urine?" No, no, Barry <laughs> from Manchester, you're the first one to say that, you bastard. Like, and yeah, that's the one thing. It looks like urine, and I'm like, I know it does. It kills yeah, just, me. just embrace in it. Europe. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like Germany, they love it. We had some people message us in German because they assume like we are German, and I'm right. like, no, 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 we're, we're definitely not. <laughs> wow. Earn. Earn, and the record's called Serpent and Spirit, and it's coming out on Candlelight, and it's June 25th officially, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, sir. And I think that's about it, Joe. Thanks for taking the time and uh, hooking up and yeah. having this conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, sweet. I'll catch you. I'll catch you whenever. I'll drop you a message. And yeah, thank you very much for doing this. All right, brother. Take care. Sweet, man. See you in a bit.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Joe. And the song you just heard was Desolate Heart, of course, off of Serpent and Spirit. You can check out the rest of the album now. It is available everywhere. And you should do so immediately. And I'm sure you will because you do most of the things I say. Because Not because not because you think you should. Just because you, uh, you... I don't know. Do you? We don't know. Nobody really knows what you do in your spare time. And maybe that's a good thing. All right. So um, that's... That's that's pretty simple. That's it for that one. I want to thank Joe for taking the time to have that conversation with me. I really do appreciate it. Um, it's always cool to hook up with people from other parts of the world and put something down on the microphone. Is that how it works? Record it on the microphone. You know what I mean. Um, deal with my uh, bad attempt at English. All right. Uh, just deal with it. You've been, you've been dealing 179 episodes so far, and uh, we've got a few more to go. 200's coming up pretty soon. Let's make a big deal out of that somehow, some way. Maybe, maybe I'll have a website for you by episode 200. We'll see. Um, okay, so like I said, that's going to do it for this one. As always, you can follow the show on Instagram at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. There's Facebook Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. There's the Twitter at getting it out pod. And there's a Patreon, patreon.com slash getting it out podcast, where you can go there to give me money and help keep the podcast moving. I appreciate that. You'll also get episodes of getting it out radio over there as well as a bonus. Okay, so yeah, that's it for this one. Let's end this with with a track from Mental Cavity out of Australia. Their new record, Mass Rebel and Fest, came out also last week on June 25th. This one through Creator Destructor Records. Um, it's awesome. It's, I don't know what you would call it. it. It crosses a couple genres, much like Earn. A lot of hardcore, a lot of metal. Again, straight out of Australia. Canberra, to be exact. I wonder if I said that correctly. We'll never know. Uh, but yeah, they take influences from Morbid Angel, Tragedy, Crowbar, Autopsy. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of hardcore happening on it, too. So, check this track out. It is called Fractured Anvil. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, God, you can